Hello, I'm Sharon Brooks, director of Undercover Live. Today we'll be following police detective Charlie Foster. Listen up. We've got to get in, grab the iguanodon, and get out before that asteroid hits. Let's roll! As you can see, astronaut flight training isn't like anything you've ever experienced before. It is intense. Hey, guys, it looks like we're all here. Let's go! W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 346 for the week of January 12th, 2014. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, in-person events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, CDs, and more. You can find them all over at www.radio.com, and I have to start the show this week by saying a huge Thank you to each and every one of you because of your support and your friendship. WDW Radio was just awarded Best Travel Podcast for 2013. I cannot tell you how sincerely grateful I am to all of you that went out and nominated and voted for the show. It is a huge honor and a wonderful award, and it is for and because of and, of course, shared with each and every one of you. Now, we all know someone who just doesn't get it or shares our mutual love for Walt Disney World. They wonder why we keep going back, talking about it, collecting it, maybe even dreaming about it at work. And sometimes it may be your husband, dad, brother, coworker, or friend who thinks there's nothing for real men to do in a park that's all about fairy tales and magic. Well, to that, I smile and say that this week, we're going to give you the guy's guide to Walt Disney World as we discuss things to do, see, and enjoy while visiting the parks, resorts, and restaurants. Whether you're taking a reluctant traveler or planning your next mancation to the parks, there's something here for everyone. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned, I'll have some updates announcements, and more of your voicemails at the end of the show, including information about our upcoming 7th anniversary event. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. When many people think of Walt Disney World, their minds quickly turn to castles, princesses, fairies, maybe some spinning teacups. And for some guys, that's not their idea of how they want to spend their vacation. But I've always believed, dare I say preached, that there's always more to Walt Disney World than you think, and often more than what meets the eye. So how do you convince your husband, dad, boyfriend, or even guys who try and convince some of their friends to visit Walt Disney World when maybe it's not their cup of proverbial tea. Look, or listen, no further, because this week we're going to share with you some manly things to do in Walt Disney World. Sort of a, a guy's guide to visiting the most magical place on Earth and loving it. And I'm joined this week by somebody who knows this topic pretty well. Not just because he is a guy, but because he is the author of The Ears of Steel, the real man's guide to Walt Disney World, and his name is Bart Scott. Bart, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you, Lou. Keep on preaching it, brother. You're <laughs> spreading the good news. Listen, and, and and I think we very much are our kindred spirits, right? We, we Clearly, we're men, I think. And, you know, we, we love Disney, and I'm sure we all sort of have these friends that say, oh, come on, man, Disney World, that's a place for kids and, and princesses and fairies and things like that. And we sort of took our love of Disney, and I know we've been preaching to sometimes the choir and sometimes the converted and sometimes those who can never be converted. But, you know, you ended up like me. You sort of took your love of Disney and you found your, your thing and you ended up sort of taking it to another level, right? So you, you end up writing a book about it. And, and your book, needless to say, is very much not a typical guidebook, right? So I wanted to tell us, first, before we get started on, on 
some of the things we're going to talk about that that guys can do, right? That and, and I think we'll, we'll really sort of frame it as things that guys can do that maybe they they don't think about, or if you're having a tough time convincing somebody, that yes, there are things that you can do uh, and ways that you can enjoy the park, and maybe even dare I say, love it. Uh, first, tell me how did you get the idea for the book, and why did you write it? Well, and you know it, it, that those were real conversations that I had with many guys, many. Uh, what you'd call manly men, you know, construction workers, uh, police officers, soldiers, you know, they look at you and they're like, you're, you're really going to Disney again and you're, you like it, you know? And <laughs> I'm just like, man, you don't understand. You're, you're only hurting yourself by uh, these, these uh, preconceived notions that it's just for kids. There's so much fun uh, for us guys to have down there, you know? And, and I've always been a writer. I've done uh, all kinds of writing. I, I said, I want to write a book. And, uh, you know, Mark Twain said, write what you know. And I don't know much, but I do know, <laughs> I know about being a guy and I know about uh, Walt Disney World. I just put them together and, uh, you know, it just, it just worked out. I mean, it was serendipity. Nice. And, uh, so you wrote, you know, not just from your own personal experiences, right. About, about going to Walt Disney World, uh, as a guy and things that you think that guys would like. But I think you did something smart, right? Because behind, behind every good man is an even better woman. And you enlisted the help of the people I think that you really needed to talk to. Not just the most manly men, but the wives and the girlfriends. So explain the logic of going to the source. Well, I, exactly. I mean, you know, the, the first thing that occurred to me is like, I'm writing a book to convince guys who don't want to go to Walt Disney World that they should go to Walt Disney World. But what are the odds that these guys are actually going to read the book? <laughs> so I said, let, let's go to the, the sometimes the smarter end of the uh, partnership there and let's get the ladies on our side. Because many conversations that I would hear or be a part of, the wives wanted to go, the kids wanted to go. It was dad who didn't want to get off the couch. So I said, let you know, help me help you, like Jerry Maguire <laughs> said, you know? That and, was the and at the end of the day, I always say, don't let the title fool you because the book is as much for the ladies as it is for the guys. And some of the best feedback I've gotten has been from women. So go yeah. figure. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's almost sort of a uh, a self-help book for, for women to use to help convince – because I, I think – the issue that, that we're sort of laughing about it is one that is probably pretty prevalent, right? You've got kids or maybe a wife that are, are dying to go to Walt Disney World, right? And there's the dad who maybe that's not his thing because he right. thinks it is all about, like I said, you know, princesses and things like that. And it's tough to convince them, right? And, and I think, and I've always believed that the way to get people to Walt Disney World, men or otherwise, is to find their zero entry point, right? That thing that they would enjoy or connect with in order to get them there. And from there, that's where they're going to end up learning to love the rest of it, right? So whether it's golf, fishing, cars, food, you know, we're going to cover a lot of those things, even for women, if it's spas, if it's the dining, if it's, you know, resorts, whatever it may be, you've got to find the thing that's going to get them to that place and say, okay, I know that there's something for me there beyond my misconceptions about what Walt Disney World really is. And I think the book is about that, right? It's not just about attractions that guys might like, but things that they can do too. Right. And, you know, it's, it, I'm a big attractions guy, so it, there are a lot of attractions in it. But, but yeah, I tried to really cover as much as I could that the resort has to offer. And as you know, Walt Disney World has so much to offer, it's almost impossible to put it all in one book. But uh, yeah, I really tried to spread it out, like you said, the rides, experiences, the food, the drinks, everything, you know. And, and what I liked about the book as I was reading it, because there were times I, was, I found myself actually smiling as I was going through it. Because I'm like, look, I've read every guidebook about Disney. Like, I know what I'm doing. But you'll take something that is on its face the most childish, potentially feminine thing. It's in the Magic Kingdom. It's like The Little Mermaid. Right. And you're like, look, man, it's a guy movie. Right. It's got pirates and sharks and cute girls on the beach. And she can't even right. talk like, you know, it's definitely <laughs> meant to be sort of that, you know, talking with other guys about this in the man cave. So it's helpful and funny, which is what I, I really like that you put into it. And and that was the key. To, I, I, I wanted to write a really funny book. And, you know, Walt used to say, I hope it's entertaining and maybe you learn something, too. I hope it's really funny and you get a few tips out of it, too. And I think that's what that's what it is. Right. And, you know, look, and the book has a lot of helpful stuff, but it's not, 
you know, you you acknowledge that you're not writing, you know, no. War and Peace. It's not meant to be super serious. And I think that's what makes it light. And all of a sudden, you know, a guy might read and go, you know what, maybe this guy's got a point. You know, maybe there are ways that I can go into it and it's not going to be as bad as I think. And as we know, once you get them there, it's very easy to get them hooked. Guys exactly. or otherwise. Exactly. You just hit the nail right on the head. So let's get into it, man. Let's let's uh, let's start talking about things, and let's go attractions first, right? Because I, I we've all had these conversations. You talk about look. I, I'm sure we even talk to our friends or our relatives about going to Disney World. Like, man, if that's all you do. You go to Disney World. It, it's Cinderella and the Dumbo thing and the teacups. But there's a lot of attractions that I think guys would really enjoy. Whether and I don't necessarily have to all be thrill rides, right? I think there's things that guys can really appreciate, whether because it's the subject matter, it relates to a movie, because it is thrilling, it's got technology into it, it's got nostalgia into it. So let's go over maybe a, a couple of the ones that we think, you know, from a guy's point of view, they would, it, they're, they're manly rides in Walt Disney World. <laughs> sure thing. So God, I'm going to let you go first, because this is okay. your book and your list. And I'm very curious to hear. And I want so you give me. I'm going to put you on the spot, right? Because this is the first time on the show. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me the most, the Bart Scott most manly man attraction in Walt Disney World, and why? Wow. Well, that's a lot of pressure. But I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to take it back to the beginning for me. The first time I went, uh, I was nine years old, but it still holds up now when I'm thirty something. Um, <laughs> it's a classic. It's uh, not an opening day attraction, obviously, but uh, it's it's an early attraction, and uh, it's Princess Fairy Princess Fairy Tale Hall. I know exactly where <laughs> you're going with this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's an attraction so popular it spawned four movies, which have then come back around and inspired the ride. I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. I was gonna say that they only made one Country Bear Jamboree movie, not four, but obviously you were going uh, a different direction. I'm always waiting for the for them to complete that trilogy, but. Uh, I think I'll be waiting a long time. So, so what is it? Why is Pirates sort of the, the manliest attraction for you? I mean, for me, first of all, it's the ulti- It's it's one of the ultimate Disney attractions. You know, it's it's a ride. It's kind of a dark ride. Uh, the theme is, you know, it's pirates. What guy didn't want to be a pirate at some point when he was a kid? And maybe when he was a thirty-eight year old man, I don't know. Uh, you got these guys behaving badly. You know, you're drinking rum, you're singing songs together. Do I have to say the redhead? I mean, come on. <laughs> this is, I think it's the, it's a great ride for guys to really, um, I was going to say get their feet wet, but that's kind of a bad pun. But <laughs> it's definitely the, a great introduction, I think, to uh, Disney parks in general for guys. It's fun. Uh, it's not too thrilling, but it's 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 uh, it really gives you a, a good overall feel for what Disney attractions are all about. And there's the instant connection there, right? Because everybody knows Pirates of the Caribbean. They've seen the movies, even if they've never they they know nothing about the attraction itself. They almost sort of have to do it, right? It's almost sort of that right. rite of passage. So you can almost sort of convince them, like, look, man, you know about pirates. You've seen the movies. Sure, there's no Kira Knightley, but trust me on this one. You're going to dig what it is. And there's mm-hmm. not – look, Bart, I don't know a lot of people, men or otherwise, that don't like pirates. You right. Know, it is that quintessential, like you said, Disney attraction. That's right. So for me, when I when I think about sort of a, a guy's um, – a guy's ride. I, I, my mind went in a million different directions, right? So do I think high tech? Do I think that you hit them with a, a thrill ride? Do you sort of maybe get a, a combination of both of that? Like, I don't. I was trying to think where I would take somebody first. And I think it, it, it depends on the person, right? I think for me, Expedition Everest is another one of those quintessential Disney things. And I think because it's in Animal Kingdom, you almost sort of are able to overcome that potential stigma of Magic Kingdom being the kiddie park, right? It's where you take small children. It's all about princesses. You say, look, man, this is a this is a park that is, I hate to, you know, it's not a zoo, but it is a an interactive animal experience. There's so much going on here and you've got this gigantic mountain and there's people screaming and you see the train come down and there's the Yeti and there's a story behind it and it really is, you know, it, it's an imposing structure, and as you get up to that, the things that you see as you're walking through the park just to get there, I think that's because it is such a huge visual weenie and even auditory weenie because you hear the sounds of the Yeti, you hear the sounds of the people screaming and the music in the background. I think it's something that people get excited about even before they get to the queue, right? Obviously, once they get on there, 
It is that that thrilling coaster. It goes backwards. It's in the dark. There's things that you don't expect as a first-time rider. And for me, riding in the back of Everest late in the evening on those on those times that it, it starts getting dark early or the park is open late, I think it is for me one of the best thrilling experiences. You know, I, I think in all of Walt Disney World. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I, Everest, well, first of all, Animal Kingdom is one of my favorite places in the world anyway. Uh, it really gets my quills up when people call it a half-day park. Uh, I, I love I love just being there all day long. But I will admit, usually when I get there, I make a beeline for that mountain. It's like I mean, you, like you said, you can see it there in the distance. And, it, and there is something about it. It's just, it just calls you in and... There's a there's a moment and you know I don't know if I should say spoiler alert I don't want to give away too much but there's a moment where you just find yourself in the darkness and you're just flying and you know it's indescribable it's one of the most uh, exhilarating feelings I've ever felt on any attraction I imagine you're just they hit it out of the park uh, over and over again with Everest it's definitely one of the best rides at any theme park I think. So give me another one. Give me let's well, let's, let's hit maybe two or three more attractions okay. that you think. Give me one in a different park, right? Give me okay. one in Epcot or Hollywood Studios that you think is sort of the the guy's attraction, or when you bring them there, this is the one that you want to take them to first. Boy, when I oh, well, I mean, I've got a tie, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Test Track. If if I take a guy to Epcot for the first time. Uh, even though I tend to go to Spaceship Earth first because that's the quintessential Epcot ride to me, I've, I'm going to really want to knock a guy's socks off and, and, and make him fall in love with Epcot. We're going to go straight to Test Track first before the line gets too long. Uh, I just think even with the, the recent refurb, and I, I know that it has its critics and its fans, and you know people call it Tron Track and all that, and it might earn that name a little bit, but I love it. And who didn't, again as a kid, want to be able to do the things you would do with your matchbox cars, you know, who didn't want to go through those testing courses and be a crash test dummy uh, without the <laughs> horrible end <laughs> to the experience, you know? I, I just think you can't beat, it's 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 like two rides in one, you know, you're going through the test facility and testing the brakes and testing the corners and then that finale, man, you can't, you can't top that feeling. I, I, and I, I agree with you, and I think Test Track has some and again, I don't mean to sound sexist when we talk about guys' things, but it has things that, that generally speaking, guys like, right? Yeah. It's a thrill ride. It's in the dark. It's about cars. What I like, too, Bart, is the combination of experience and technology, right? I'm a big tech guy. So for me, designing my own car before the attraction begins is my favorite part of it, right? Yeah. That's the thing I enjoy most is interacting with the technology because I like what Disney has done from a, a tech perspective and also that creative element. I have somewhat of a say, at least in in, in story, of yeah. what my experience is going to be like. It is not just a passive experience for me because I think that's where a, a lot of us are now. We want things that are more interactive. We want to have some control over what the story is going to be. That's why I put it even above things like you know Mission Space or... Uh, you know, something like that in, in Epcot, like you, Spaceship Earth, because I think Test Track Castellos, and then you come out and you see the cars there, and there's a lot of, sort of a, sort of like a, a like a three-act play almost, right? Yeah. You've got the three sort of elements of the thing, and I think a lot of guys just sort of enjoy that idea of, you know, riding in the car, the open-air car, the convertible outside, 65 miles an hour, which feels like it's a lot faster. I've yeah. done 65 Plus, and I'm telling you, test track feels faster when you're out yeah. on that track. And, and you, you know, look, I, any guy, I don't care who you are, anybody is going to smile when you hit that. My mother might scream, but most people yeah. won't grab the the front of the of the uh, dashboard like my mother would. But most guys would, I think, would really enjoy it too. Oh, you're just going to laugh and have a great time. And, and and to the point about you're right. That part at the the beginning when you get to design your own vehicle. Now, I'm not a tech guy. When I heard them talking about that before it op reopened. I was like, I don't want to do that. That doesn't seem like something that I'm not a video gamer or what have you. I'm still trying to figure out Disney Infinity for my kid. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, the first time I went in there and did that and started designing my own, like, manly uh, urban assault vehicle thing, you know, they had to drag me out of there to get me on the ride. I was having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think that is 
one of a lot of attractions like that. And as, as I was thinking about attractions over at Hollywood Studios, you know, believe it or not, I think that may be a park where you potentially, and I know a lot of people consider it, and I disagree wholeheartedly, that it's a half-day park. Once you hit the, you know, a, a couple of these attractions, you're ready to move on. I think Disney's Hollywood Studios may be, other than Epcot, you could make an argument for either one, a great park to almost start people off in because you think about it, you've got rock and roller coaster, right? You've got, the, again, the high speed, thrill ride, rock music, in the dark, it's Aerosmith, like, yeah, man, it's a guy's thing. But Tower Speaking of Terror. Speaking my language. <laughs> right? Tower of Terror, you've got the connection. Everybody knows Twilight Zone. It's it's thrilling. It's scary. It's got a great story to it. Star Tours, right? Everybody's every, I know not every guy. So I'm overgeneralizing, I know. But, you know, a <laughs> lot of people, hopefully, if they're listening to the show, are Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. You've got that instant connection. There's a tech element to it. It's fun. Your kids can enjoy it. You know, and, and what they've done with this, idea that it's not the same attraction twice, three, four, 52 times in, in the future gives a huge rewritability. Like, come on, man, we got to ride again because you got to see if you could be the rebel spy. See if you could see Darth Vader. See if you could see, you know, Princess Leia or Yoda, whatever it may be. Or you're going to go to Hoth this time. Uh, I think there's a, an easy carrot to dangle over at uh, Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah. And you're not it's a good place, again, to get them started if they are that guy who's afraid that it's all princesses and fairies because they're not really there. I mean, they are there, but they're not right in your face so much, you know, so that you can kind of, like you said, ease them into it. They're getting a Disney Parks experience without immediately being blasted by, you know, happy, loving uh, characters. And we'll, know, get the other thing, we'll, we'll get them there. Well, the other thing, too, over at the studios, believe it or not, is probably not one that people are circling on their thing as the, the number one thing to rush to and go see. I, I'm not talking about Toy Story Mania. It's actually Lights, Motors, Action, right? You got yeah. cars. You got explosions. You got motorcycles. Like, that's a guy's show, man. Indiana Jones, Epic Stunt Spectacular. Like, there's a lot to attract and then you take them to the tune-in lounge but we'll we'll get we'll get to the (laughs) dining part uh after and look and i think to just to sort of round up the attractions i still think that even over in the magic kingdom there's a lot and i don't and i think it's beyond things like space mountain and jungle cruise that you might sort of think of all right these are ones that people have to see big thunder mountain the mansion obviously the railroad right Mm -hmm. take a guy to the walters world railroad whether they like trains nostalgia, history, Walt Disney, just sort of that that the, the view of the park that they get. You know, I think it, it's actually something that guys would really enjoy, even though it clearly is the anti-thrill ride. I still think it is a thrilling ride. Yeah, I agree. And there's history to it. You know, uh, back to Hollywood Studios, I made a point in the book to write about one man's dream because it's not a ride. It's not, I don't, it's not technically an attraction. I don't know if it is or not, but it, for me, it's like, I, I even say in the book, you know, real men respect history and, you know, there's so much history in one man's dream. And I, I just looked at Walt as a visionary. And I think, I think any guy that walks through there is like, man, look at what this guy did with nothing really, you know, just a kid from the Midwest which obviously speaks to my heart, and look what he did, you know. And so I, I always recommend take the time after you've done all the thrill rides, go through one man's dream. Yeah, I agree. And and look, and attractions like that, you know, American Adventure was something else I had thought about too. Like yep. that is an easy entry point for people because the building is beautiful. You kick them off with Voices of Liberty. You take them into that incredibly impressive attraction that I, I think – is one of those must-sees. It is my favorite show in all of Walt Disney World, far and away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to hit somebody somewhere, whether it's, hey, I remember that moment. I remember this person. I remember this time in history. I, I like this element of American history, whatever it may be. Sometimes you can get to a guy's heart, not necessarily through his th- stomach or through you know, the <laughs> thrill ride, but you know, through something else like an American adventure. Oh, sure. I agree. 110%. All right, listen. You know, we've, we've talked about the attractions. Let's get to the serious stuff. Enough fooling around, Bart. Because the, the, it's true. The best way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Let's talk about dining, right? <laughs> Let's talk about dining. And by dining, I know in the book, dining sometimes for you means liquid lunches and dinners and potentially <laughs> breakfast. But there are some great places to eat and drink. Look, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with going to Walt Disney World with 
your wife, your girlfriend, your dad, a bunch of friends, and grabbing a drink or six, right? Always being respectful <laughs> of other guests. You know, I have no Absolutely. problem with drinking around the world as long as you're respectful towards the other people. Listen, you want to buy the sombrero or Viking hat and figure out why you bought it a week later, <laughs> that's fine by <laughs> me. Um, but let's talk about some of those places that... From a guy's point of view, you know, maybe dad does not want to go to Disney, but say, dad, you know, you know, you're a steak lover. You're a you're a, a tequila lover. You're a burger lover, whatever. Hey, you want to try something really different? Give me give me a place that, that you would think of. I don't care if it's fine dining, casual dining, a place to get a drink. Give me a place that you would take and we'll hit maybe, you know, two or three of our favorites each. Sure. And, and there's some place in all those categories. I can think of a couple, but I, I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with lunch right now. For me, my favorite spot, one of, I can't say my very favorite, but uh, I'm going to take us back to Animal Kingdom for lunch at Flame Tree Barbecue. Uh, I mean, listen, what guy, and most ladies for that matter, doesn't like good barbecue? And, you know, and I've heard you say a million times on the show, it's not just chicken fingers and cheeseburgers at Disney. And who thinks they're going to get good barbecue at at any theme park, you know, Disney or otherwise? But... I just it's one of the things I look forward to weeks out before I get to Disney uh the day when I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom and I'm going to be waiting for them to open those shutters at Flame Tree to get some ribs uh the they great the beans they make are great I always splurge and get the basket of onion rings trust me on the onion rings guys get them uh get a safari amber to wash it down uh, and just sit outside. You're surrounded by all that just lush nature. Uh, yes, there are some of the wildlife will try to take your food. <laughs> Don't feed them. Uh, you, it's not good for their diets. You might get bit, and it's a little weird to try to feed chicken to a bird. I'm not going to get too deep into that psychology, but I, I just, I, man, even right now, I, I'm getting a little misty-eyed, Lou, just thinking about sitting outside on a beautiful early afternoon at the Animal Kingdom, covered in barbecue sauce, and just loving life. So I love that, right? And I, and I know we sort of love that same place looking out over the water at Expedition Everest and enjoying mm. our plate of ribs or, or pulled pork. And I, so... The first thing I thought of was actually, so my, my list, my mental list kind of changed, right? I was thinking steak. I was thinking, you know, places to get a drink. I'm going to take one that I'll bet you never thought of, but it is the penultimate Disney guys, guys place to go and eat in all of Walt Disney World. And I'll bet you never thought about it. Okay. Hit me with it. Because no one, no one fights like Gaston, douses lights like Gaston, <laughs> nobody bites like, nobody is as burly as Brawny, Gaston's Tavern. Gaston's Tavern is the, look, he is the man's man in any Disney movie, the ultimate sort of guy's guy, maybe a little bit too much, um, <laughs> you know, character. And so I thought of Gaston's Tavern in New Fenceland, the place that you would think is the least guy-friendly place in all. You're surrounded by fairy, by you know, Fairytale Hall. You've got um, the uh, the Little Mermaid attraction. You've got the uh, Enchanted Tales with Belle, and right in the middle of that is that giant statue of Gaston. And you walk in, and it is decorated like an an old French countryside, very early man cave. Yep. And have you ever eaten? Have you ever have you ever actually eaten at Gaston's? I absolutely have, man. The pork shank and a Lafou's brew, which again I, I was a little cool about, but I am a big fan of Lafou's brew. <laughs> uh, for, for being non-alcoholic, it still feels very manly to just to throw one back and slam it down on the table and rip into a pork shank in front of the fire. You know, right? And that's the thing. I, like it, it is like you eat it like a guy. It's huge. It's you know. And again, I, I, we're kidding. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to sort of overgeneralize, but it is. <laughs> you know, the theming makes you feel like. It's a place you would go with the guys with the antlers on the wall and you grab that gigantic pork shank. Even the cinnamon rolls. Like the cinnamon rolls are as big as Gaston's biceps. And if you've seen the movie, you know that they are monstrously huge. Um, and so it's fun. And, and obviously we're, we're making fun, but it's true. It is kind of a, you know, you take a guy into New Fennessyland because his daughter wants to go ride, uh, um, you know, the, the, uh, the Little Mermaid. And you yep. bring them there, and you can sort of have a fun laugh at it. Like, here you go. Here's your guy's tavern right in the middle of all the princesses. 
And, and like you said, the cinnamon roll, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, bypass the long lines at the Starbucks on Main Street and go grab breakfast at, at Gaston's. I don't think anybody thinks about it, but I, I did that last time I was down, went straight over to Gaston's. Got, they do serve coffee, you know, and a giant cinnamon. I mean, the cinnamon roll is as big as a pillow, <laughs> which is big as you want to put your head down on it. And it was quiet. The fire was going. What a great start to the day, you know, and then just walk right over to Mermaid and hopefully soon the uh, mine train you know uh it's a great spot i agree with you i agree with you so give me give me uh give me one or two other uh places for you that are are just sort of you know manly places to eat and or drink and, and why what, what's the what's the thing that's sort of gonna gonna bring you there or, or make you want to bring somebody else there I'm going to throw one at you that's a complete uh, – it's the whole other end of the spectrum from uh, Flame Tree. And it's one that most people wouldn't expect. I wouldn't have expected it from myself, but I got to eat there recently, and that's Artist Point at the Wilderness Lodge. We ate uh, there together. My, that's where we first yeah, met. I, we had a very know, we manly meal eating. together there. <laughs> we did. We ate many grilled creatures together. Um, <laughs> I, I call it manly fine dining. It's it's <laughs> kind of it's the perfect mix, you know. Um, and it's it, it you know another thing that I I tell people all the time. It's in the book. You wouldn't believe how many amazing steak joints there are on Disney property. Yeah, you know. But this one is like it's so it's different because I mean yeah you can get a plain steak I guess but you know. I don't even remember all that. I had elk, I had bison, I had pork belly, I had scallops. I mean, it was, it, everything was amazing. I, I I will say without any exaggeration, it was probably one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. Um, it's, it's quote unquote fancy. So you could do a romantic meal there. If you, right. if you've got somebody to watch the kids, take the wife there, have a romantic dinner, but it's still, it's got that rustic feel that the whole wilderness lodge has. So you don't feel out of place. You don't have to worry about, you know, which fork do I use and, you know, keeping my <laughs> pinky up when I take a drink. Uh, I, I love it. I, manly fine dining all the way artist point. I agree with you. And I think when we think about, um, you know, a manly places to eat, you know, you think about some place that maybe it's the decor, maybe it's the food. You want like a really, really good steak or a really good meal or a place that you could take, you know, your friends or even business associates, whatever it may be. And so the for me, the place that I thought of first was, was Shula's over at uh, the Walters World Dolphin. And alongside that, if seafood's more of your thing other than steak, Blue Zoo, uh, I've mentioned Blue Zoo eight or nine thousand times probably on the show it is my favorite restaurant anywhere on the planet other than remy on the disney fantasy and the disney dream but (laughs) shula's is it it can be romantic and we've had this discussion about being romantic versus masculine but it is the definition of a masculine steakhouse right dark woods dark interior there's don shula there's pictures of football players on the yeah. wall they bring you the menu on the football they bring this they bring the cuts of meat to you table side and show you the the you know the big 96 or whatever they call it there <laughs> so you literally get to select your meat much like you do over at, at yachtsman where you, so you see it when you walk in but i think shula's you especially you want to get a bunch of guys they have a private room there it can be a romantic place too like you said like a place like artist point but you want to have like a really good steak in a great environment that's not sort of the the sports bar, right? I thought ESPN Club, and, and I think that's a great place too. But it is a it is a more upscale experience. I, I think Shula's, um, even over places like Le Cellier or Yachtsman, is the place to go for a very manly steak dinner. Sure. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, you know, a good place just to go have a drink. Uh, I, I could think of a couple. I mean, La Cava del Tequila in Mexico comes to mind. I like it. It's that nice, dark little corner. It's cozy. Uh, margaritas are a little pricey. But one place that I love to go, and I really recommend everybody, head on down to downtown Disney and go to Raglan Road, yeah. uh, which which also has great food. But, I mean, if you just want to sit I call it an Irish pub on steroids is really what it is. It's huge. But what I love the most uh, are the outside areas. They've got that great patio where you can just sit and listen to live music and, just, you know, have a pint or two or seven. Uh, <laughs> or, or go over – one of my favorite little spots is the hole-in-the-wall bar. Um, and just sit there and it's just it – just, you know, people watch, you know, yeah. just – have a great, you know, all these places, it helps that it's, you know, Florida, because where I'm at right now, you wouldn't want to be sitting outside. <laughs> right, right. 
you'd have a beer slush. But uh, I, I love Raglan Road to just unwind, maybe have an app, or, you know, and, and a couple of pints with friends. I think that would be a great spot, especially if you did do kind of a guy's vacation or if you do like a big family, you know, a magical gathering and the boys just want to get away for a while. You know, head over to Raglan Road for a couple hours. Uh, it's you just you'll have a blast. It's such a great place. Yeah, and I got the live music and the Irish dancers and stuff too. The I think yep. the food is exceptional there. I, I thought of Paradiso Thirty Seven too. Same kind of thing. You know, you can mm-hmm. sit. I, my favorite thing, especially when the weather is nice, you sit outside by the the beautiful bar. They've got like eighteen thousand different types of of tequilas <laughs> and drinks there. <laughs> That. You grab a bunch of appetizers. There's live music. There's the the, the Sasagula River and the uh, you know the the waterway right outside. You can people watch out there. Really, just a cool place just to go and hang out. You know, you, yeah. you have a couple of drinks. You share some appetizers. You have some laughs. It is a cool place to just hang out again with, with a bunch of guys. That's right. And people don't realize. That. I mean, you can go to Walt Disney World and just chill. You know, yeah. it's sometimes it's hard for me too. You know, believe me, I'm a rope drop commando. I'm like, be there when they open and don't leave till they throw you out. But it is, you can go there and just pull up a chair and sit by the water and just have a nice, uh, you know, relaxing night. Uh, and those are the best places for it. I do, I'll give a shout out to, uh, I'm a big fan of Rainforest Cafe and the new uh, Lava Lounge. Maybe not as relaxing, but it's a cool spectacle when that volcano starts going off over your head. It gets hot down there. But uh, it's a neat little place to kind of check out and maybe have a uh, have a drink and some appetizers. And we've done a show, and I'll link to it in the show notes. I did a show a while back talking about the best lounges in Walt Disney World. And I think that's something, too. You know, we'll talk about some of our favorite resorts. But again, you're trying to find those things. So if, hey, you know what? you know, maybe the parks are not for you, right? You're doing it for your kids. You're doing it for your girlfriend, whatever it is. At the end of the day, you want to go have a nice glass of wine. You want to go have a beer. You want to go, you know, watch a TV or grab an appetizer. And there are some great lounges. You know, we talk about Wilderness Lodge, like Territory Lounge is one of my all-time favorite places to go. The lounge over at Sanaa. Again, I'll link to it in the show note. That's a place to say, hey, look, you know what, just do this for us today, but where do you go? You're going to have such a nice, relaxing time and kind of unwind in the way that you enjoy, right? And that's the thing, Bart. It's about finding that thing, finding that hook that's going to get them there that's going to be like, oh, I have this to look forward to. Because maybe theme parks and are not for everybody, right? We can only go in the summer. It's going to be a little bit more pricey than I expected. It's going to be hot. It's going to be crowded. That's uh, You're not going to get me to like it, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I don't care what you tell me. Tell. So you say, all right, well, maybe food's not your thing, right? Well, there's other stuff. There's other ways to get them there. And this is a lot. And it's not tricking them. It's finding the thing <laughs> that they can connect to. And I think the thing that Walt Disney World has that so many people don't think about are the out-of-park not out of body, the out of park experiences, the <laughs> things that you can do, whether it's sports related, whether it's show related, whatever it may be. And I think one of the things that hooks a lot of people, and we did a show a while back, uh, again, I'll link to it, or if you go to the website, wdwradio.com, and search for mancation, we talk about g- going on a mancation to Walt Disney World. And a lot of guys, they want to go to Vegas, maybe they want to go to Myrtle Beach, you know, they want to go golfing. Well, a bunch of guys started going once twice now every year because golf was their hook like that's what they do and walt disney world still has some of the best golf courses in america oh yeah i mean i'm not a huge golfer but when i'm down there i actually want to because those courses are gorgeous um uh, and didn't uh, isn't arnold palmer now connected to disney's golf courses i mean one of the top names in the game is now involved if you're a golfer where, why would you not go to Disney? Right, and and look, and that's the thing. You say, look, you don't want to go to the parks? That's fine. We're going to go. I'm going to take the kids. Go play 18 holes. Go play 30. Look, whether it's 18 holes at Winter Summerland or 18 holes <laughs> at, you know, one of the other courses, you know, that could be the thing that's going to get them there. Hey, you can bring your clubs. Or you could rent clubs. Get a golf cart. Spend the whole day. That's going to be the thing that's going to get him there. Or say, hey, you know what? Me and the girls are going to go to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. You and your son, you know, go golfing. Sp- go spend yeah. half the day, right? Then go back to Sarah's. Go to the turf club afterwards and have a drink there. Go have lunch together. That, believe it or not, Bart, could be that thing that is going to create the memory that's going to keep them coming back time and time again. Absolutely. And I was, you know, I laughed when you said Winter Summerland, but it's even if you're not a big golfer, we go 
go to Winter Summerland, which you know I I know a couple of years ago was voted one of the top ten uh, mini golf courses in America uh, by Yahoo. And just what a great way to just have fun, you know, with the kids, build those memories. You're not in the park with with a trillion other people. It's just, you know, there's other people on the course, but it's just you guys, you know, you your family, you know. Uh, you can all everybody go. It just it doesn't. What does it take? An hour to play mini golf, maybe two. But you're just having fun together, which is, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what Disney's about. That's what I wrote the book about. It's like get out there with your family and, you know, build those memories. Right. And look, if you want to try golf, then, you know, go take lessons. Say, you know what, Dad? Thank you for taking us here. As a treat, we got you lessons with a pro. Go (laughs) spend the day. Go get lessons. Go hit the course with somebody. Go rent a golf cart and and go do your thing. And that's it. Like, that's the thing, Mark. So if it's not golf – Maybe people don't realize you can go fishing, right? I've done yep. videos on fishing. I've done uh, segments on fishing, horseback riding. If if you're a runner, right, we just had Marathon Weekend. Say, look, you know what? Let's go down during Marathon Weekend, wine and dine, Tower of Terror. What, uh, look, the Princess Half Marathon, who cares? If running <laughs> is your thing, that I see, I, I say this all the time, the marathon has turned runners into Disney fans and Disney fans into runners, Right, because there's such an overlap now because of how much fun that weekend is. All of a sudden, these people that were not Disney fans, they wanted to come just to get the medal, to rot, to, to do the race, to be part of it, are also like, this is the best race I've ever been to. I love the characters. I love the music. I love, next thing you know, they're stopping and taking photo ops or they're stopping and riding Everest while they're doing the full marathon. You know, I saw it the other day. That could be the thing, right? Uh, it, look, if it's baseball, right, people forget ESPN Wide World of Sports is beautiful. Say, you know what? Dad, come on. Let's go down and watch the Atlanta Braves do spring training. You, you're you literally like on top of the plate. The, the, the stadium is so intimate and beautiful, by the way, that you can get close to the players, right? It's a great day, sort of that, you know, that quintessential father-son or family day out at the ballpark. That was my kid's first baseball game ever. We got lawn seats. We hung out. We had a small group of people. We had a blast. That could be the thing. Say, come on, Dad. Let's go down to Florida, maybe hit some of the spring training things. One of them's over in Disney World. Let's go spend a day, a couple of days over in Disney. That's fantastic. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, one other one that I can think of, uh, you know, I know so many guys that are NASCAR fans and racing fans. Uh, if they if they if they've got it in them, take them over to the Richard Petty Driving Experience and uh, let them get behind the wheel of a real race car. I mean, that's. That's a once in a lifetime gift right there. Um, you know, they can either drive or if they want, they can ride shotgun with a professional driver. But uh, I mean, that's a ride where there is no, uh, there's no rails and there's no emergency <laughs> shutoff. You're in, a, you're in a real car. That is on, not the Tomorrowland uh, Speedway. I've that's I've fair. ridden in both, and I will tell you they're quite different. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you know what? If if that's you know if that. Uh, <laughs> if the, the sweet, sweet, dirty speed is not their uh, th- their cup of tea, they could do the luxury driving experience. And, uh, you know, I know my dad would love to get behind the wheel of a Lamborghini or a Porsche and just take it out there and, and kind of open it up a little bit without having to worry about uh, a radar gun catching them or anything <laughs> like that, you know? What a great experience. And you can't do that just anywhere. Right, you, know? you can't do it anywhere else, right? And that's yeah. what's going to bring them here. You know, the other thing, too, is I tell people, look, you know, your, your dad's, or your brother, your husband, he's a wine connoisseur, he's a foodie, come down for food and wine. Come down for food and wine festival. Get them into the parks that way. And next thing you know, you're walking around, you're on an attraction. Next thing you know, he's like, hey, what's inside that the big golf ball? What's inside the sphere there? And he's on Spaceship Earth. And he's like, hey, I didn't realize this is fun and entertaining and educational. Something else too, like Wild Africa Trek. Like I tell people all the time, like, that it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in terms of add-on experiences at Walt Disney World. But like, Dad, you know what? We're never going to make it to Africa for a real kind of safari thing. And you think that the Kilimanjaro Safari is pretty cool? I have a surprise for you. And you take him on the Wild Africa Trek. Find yeah. that thing that's going to hit him right in his heart and make him or her. Again, you can sort of apply this to anybody. But make him be like, that's really cool. What else? Now show me what's next. And that's what it is, right? It's sort of that, you know, show me one thing, and they're going to start asking to see what else is next. So we've, we've talked about what to do. We've talked about where to eat and how to eat. What about where to stay? I, I think there are probably resorts, too, that, again, 
especially for the reluctant guest, where you stay is important. I, I've heard in the past when people say, I went to Disney World and I hated it. And I'm like, God, what what did yeah. you hate? He's like, well, I went August, you know, in the middle of August, and we stayed at this place, you know, 15 miles away, and they said there was a shuttle, and it was crowded. And you look at them like, what, what are you doing? Like, why didn't you stay in Walt Disney World? Oh, it's too expensive. Ah, there's nowhere to stay. People don't know. Where would you say? Like, give me one or two places that you think and why that if you were taking the reluctant guy, you know, would be a good place for the guys to go and stay. I mean, the beautiful thing about Disney is they've got the different resort tiers. Uh, so, you know, you, you got to know the guy you're talking about. You know, the, the first rule I put in my book is you can't obsess about the money. But if you got a guy who you just know is not going to let go of the money issue, uh, I listen, for me, a hotel needs a bed and a bathroom. <laughs> so I love All-Star Sports. That's the first one on the bus pickup line. Uh, I mean, it's a sports-themed hotel, people. I mean, you know, it doesn't get uh, much better than that. Uh, I also, I like Pop Century a lot. Uh, and I think there's a lot of real nice, there are some quote-unquote manly uh, finishes to that hotel. Uh, otherwise, I mean, if you're going to go all out, we talked about Wilderness Lodge. I mean, that that is a hotel built for guys. I mean, obviously women too, but they are really hitting a guy right in the heart with that, you know, that rustic uh, national park feel, you know, and all that dark wood and rock and water running through the lobby uh, and the old West feel. Uh, I love, love animal kingdom lodge. And I don't know a guy that wouldn't, you know, if they haven't seen it, I don't know a guy that wouldn't walk into that place and just be like, this is the most amazing hotel I've ever been in. Um, that I definitely would love for that to be my home resort one day. Um, what else, you know, another one that I think, uh, doesn't, you don't immediately think of as a, as a guy's, uh, hotel, but there are benefits to it is, uh, the beach club, the beach and yacht club. Um, I love that pool area, storm along Bay. Uh, I think if a guy just wants to go and have some, some chill out time. I mean, if you're torn between going to Disney or going to the beach, uh, there are places where you can get both, you know, you've got the beach club, you've got the Polynesian, which is another very guy friendly hotel. Um, and in both of those instances, you've got the benefit of great locations with the beach club. You can walk right into the international gateway at Epcot and do the, the world showcase tour, or obviously the poly man, just hop right on the monorail. You know, guys, if a guy doesn't want to be stuck on a bus to and from resorts and what have you stay at the poly, get on that monorail and you're right there. So I'm totally with you because I one of the first things I thought of was, you know, I love uh, Beach Club and Boardwalk and Wilderness Lodge for all those reasons. But here's something that maybe you wouldn't have thought about, right? You want to take sort of the, again, quote unquote, guy's trip. What about a place like Fort Wilderness or the Treehouse Villas, right? You, you're got, you've got that outside the Disney theme thing. There is no sort of Disney theming. I'm doing air quotes as if you could see yeah, me. Right. It's not about, because he's afraid maybe, it's all about Mickey Mouse and princesses. I don't want to go to Art of Animation. I don't want to go to the, you know, All-Star. It, it is that combination of the great outdoors. You forget when you step foot onto those properties that you are in Walt Disney World. You are transported like Wilderness Lodge to someplace else. You want to rent an RV. You want to rough it. You want to get a tent. You want to. Do, you can do it, right? You can go and you can go horseback riding. Get a bicycle. You can go. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. You go to Crockett's Tavern at, at night. You take watercraft. I mean, it is. If you want to sort of have that outside the theme park, overly Disney-fied experience, I think either of those two offer you the escape that maybe a guy wants on his vacation. His vacation, he wants to relax. He doesn't want to work. He doesn't want it to be too much Disney. That's not his thing. I think Fort Wilderness and or the Treehouse Villas are a really nice option depending on how luxurious, how relaxed, how roughing it he may want to be. I love Fort Wilderness, Bart. I still am planning on taking a staycation here with a tent and roughing it as much as I'm going to rent to rough it, wow. you know, camping out and do or renting an RV and just sort of making it because again, I might live two miles away from there, but I'm going to feel like I'm somewhere else. And I thought about it from a guy's perspective, you want to take your son, you want to take your dad, but come on, dad, we don't, we've never been camping before. Let's do it this way. And Hey, while we're here, come on, let's take a boat over to the parks. Let's go over to, you know, um, the, the trails end best value on property. Awesome. 
Um, <laughs> you know, or let's be goofy. Come on, let's just let's just have fun and go to Hoopty Doo while we're here. You can oh, have yeah. fun. You can stay there and not even hit the theme parks and have a great Disney vacation. And those and those boats from Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness to the to Magic Kingdom, that right there. I mean, if 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 somebody's obsessing about and, and in general for Disney resorts, if somebody's obsessing about, well, I can get a cheaper room uh, off property in some Orlando no-tell motel, I'm like that transportation service. But for me, especially those boats, that just pays for itself. What a great, I mean, that's just, that's an extra experience to your vacation. I love that boat from, from uh, wilderness lodge to magic kingdom. It's like, this is just an extra. It's a plus, you know, to staying at Disney and and it's just all part of the experience. And with uh, Fort wilderness too. I mean, if somebody in your party, you or your wife or whatever, doesn't want to camp, they've got those great Cabins too. I almost forgot all about those, but right. they've got beautiful cabins there you can rent too. Right, those can, are great choices. You rough it as much or as little uh, <laughs> as, you, as like. you want to. So, and I think, look, I, I think the point, uh, Bart, is that there are ways and places and things you can do to make it not just you know palatable but attractive to somebody. So, what was maybe you know one? Give me, give me a, a tip for somebody that may have that reluctant guy or may have those reluctant friends to say, come on, guys, I know we like to go away, take our mancation every year. What is a, a tip that maybe you would give in terms of this, this guy's experience at Walt Disney World? You know, I think I, I probably gave it already. I tipped my hat too soon. But for me, with the guys that I'm always talking to, to, to and talking them in going to Disney, it's all about, you know, for me, it, this, uh, transportation is a big thing. I'm always telling them, like, you don't need a car. Like they'll, when I'm helping them price out a trip or whatever, giving them suggestions, like, well, then we'll have to rent a car. I'm like, no, you won't. That's the beautiful thing. The minute you land in Orlando, you're in the, you're swept up in the loving arms of Disney. You know, you get on the magical express um, and you've got the shuttle service. You can do whatever you want and you don't have to drive for a week. Um, and if, if you're a guy like me who sits in traffic every day, that alone is a vacation to not have to drive anywhere. Stay on property. Take advantage of those perks. Even if it's not the cheapest deal in town, and it's probably not, it's the best value you're going to get, I think. Don't look at it as uh, – there's a big difference between savings and value. And at Disney, you're getting value 110%. I agree. And look, I think for a lot of us that quote-unquote get it, right? You either get it or, or you don't. For those of us that you get it, we use – words like magic and i think that's the key you've got to help them make their own brand of magic right let them find their own magic kingdom whatever it is right it may not be in the magic kingdom per se it may be somewhere else it may be in something that they're doing and let these guys whether they're old young whatever it may be let their if they have any let their hair down right <laughs> and be a kid again let your say look you're never going to see these people again let your inhibitions go Open yourself up to potentially enjoying it. Talk to other dads. Talk to other guys. Look, when you're there, you'll find a lot of people that are in the same boat as you. Make new friends. Go with other guys. Like, one of the best times I ever had was going to Disneyland. I go to Walt Disney World with a bunch of my guy friends, right? Doing nothing but just being goofy and just having... That was a complete unintentional pun, but <laughs> just having fun, sure, right? Sure. And at the very least, at the very, very, very least... Do it for your kids. Do it for your wife. Do it for your family. Do it for your friends. Because you never know, you just might like it once you get there. I guarantee, I promise you, there is something there for everyone, whether they think that they like or dislike Disney and Walt Disney World. They cannot be closed off to the experience before they give it a shot. Obviously, Bart Scott, they need some help. They need some help when they're going down. Maybe they need a little more convincing. Right? Maybe it's a little more convincing in a lighthearted way. Tell them where they can find Ears of Steel, the real man's guide to Walt Disney World. Well, the beautiful thing is they can find it at, at their local bookstores, like Barnes & Noble, or they can go online to Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. The easiest way is to go right to earsofsteel.com, click on the book banner, and it'll take you right to a link to my publisher's site. Uh, who's, they've published a few other uh, interesting books books about Disney people might want to pick up. I don't know if you can pick up any of those. But, uh, and just, I don't care how you get it, just get it. But I recommend <laughs> I go to earsofsteel.com, 
uh, get the book. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Bart A. Scott. Uh, I love hearing from people. Like I said, I've just been getting some great feedback, and that's what it's all about. I love, you know, for so many years I've been I've been preaching this message, especially to to, to my fellow man, said in quotes, you know, that you got to get over yourself, get over what you think you know about Disney parks, and just get down there. And I think you'll find, and I, again, I say it in the book, but once you give Disney a try, when you get home, I think you'll be surprised by how many times your vacation comes up in conversation, how many times you hear, when are we going to go back? But I think what will surprise you is that those are coming from you and not the kids. <laughs> well done. Well done. I want to put links uh, in the show note to earsofsteel.com and, of course, amazon.com and the Intrepid Traveler where you can get uh, the books as well, too. And, hey, man, I would love to do this again. Uh, hopefully, I look forward to seeing you again in Walt Disney World where we can experience some of these things together and do some real real sort of on-the-street research as how to have a, uh, a manly time in Absolutely. Walt Disney World. So, uh, Bart's got to get you. We need to do some in-depth. Some in-depth, right. We need to, honey, it's a research trip. Listen, but the it, ladies are always welcome. This is this is not uh, this is not the He-Man Women Haters Club. That's we right. Are, we love hanging out with the, the Disney ladies. Are sometimes the most fun, man. <laughs> and the well, listen, we all know about the Disney widows, <laughs> the, the oh so supportive wives that uh, indulge in our endeavors as well and our research trips as well yes, too. So. Correct. All yeah. right, buddy. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Lou. Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World trivia, history, see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, or like last week, maybe what you hear in the parks for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review our last question, and select our winner. So on the last show, we were talking about Mary Poppins in the parks, and I thought we'd stick with the theme of that movie as well with the trivia question. So as you heard in the intro clips to the last show and on my past interviews with Richard Sherman, the Sherman brothers didn't just write music for the film, but really helped craft the entire story. And they didn't just do it there and in other films, but they helped create the stories in the parks with their music as well. So last time I asked you to name for me one Sherman Brothers song that you could find in each of the four Walt Disney World theme parks. All you had to do was tell me the park, the location or attraction, past or present, and the song. I even gave you a hint about Disney's Animal Kingdom because it may have been tough to find, but it was definitely there if you listened closely. And judging by the hundreds of correct entries, many of you did. Let's go park by park. I'll give you a couple of samples of some Sherman Brothers songs you could have mentioned over at the Magic Kingdom. There's everything from Little Orange Bird to the Tiki 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 Room to, of course, It's a Small World and the theme from Carousel of Progress. Over in Epcot, they couldn't give me anything from Journey into Imagination's One Little Spark to the Astuto Computer Review. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, I gave you the answer in the show. It was Chim Chim Cheri over at the Great Movie Ride. And over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, if you listen carefully at Pizza Safari, there's the theme from Feed the Birds and the Tiki 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 Room. So again, thanks and congratulations to all of you who really did your homework, got this one correctly. I randomly selected one entry from all the correct entries. And this week's winner of all the audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WW Radio luggage tag, button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2 is Wendy Atkinson. So, Wendy, congratulations. Send me your address. I'll send you your prizes. If you played last time and didn't win, thanks for playing. But don't worry, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, I'm going to make this one easy because it's been a while since my last contest. And of course, it's going to all go back to food. Your question this week is simple. Name for me the three different dining rooms inside the Be Our Guest restaurant in Fantasyland. You have until Sunday at 11.59 p.m., January 19th, to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. Again, you're playing for the audio tours, a luggage tag button, and another signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book, Volume 2. So good luck and have fun.
that's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. And again, big, big thanks to each and every one of you for nominating and voting for the show and having WWE be named Best Travel Podcast once again for 2013. Don't forget you can subscribe to the show over on iTunes. And in addition to the podcast, be sure and check out my weekly videos and my live video broadcast and chat every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at www.radiolive.com. We'll talk about this week's Disney news, let you be part of the conversation and the newscast, and then stay on to chat about just about anything for a while after that. If you can't make it live, don't worry. I'll post it on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Radio as well as the WDW Radio blog, which you should check out every day for multiple posts, contests, and so much more. In addition, there's new videos, our free email newsletter, and the free WDW Radio app for your iOS and Android device. Be sure and follow me over on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello, And like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. You can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. If you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com or call the voicemail. I'll be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-9391. And as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug, so be sure and check out our events page over at wdwradio.com for our next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World and other special events coming up, including our seventh anniversary weekend. That is going to be Friday, January 31st and Saturday, February 1st. We're going to have a special event where you can help dictate what we do on Saturday and a special event on Friday night where you could be part of the celebration and show. Stay tuned to Twitter and Facebook and our event page for details and tickets. Also, don't forget about our e-ticket event and cruise on the Disney Dream, August 10th through the 14th and our pre-cruise event in Walt Disney World, August 7th through the 9th. And again, always stay tuned to the events page. You can also check out events on our Facebook page for meets of the month, special events in Walt Disney World, and other events on the road around the country. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider, whether you're going to Disney World, Land, Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or anywhere on the planet. Becky and her team of agents gives you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you. It's who I use. It's who I recommend. You can check them out over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, you show that to me every day and every week. All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Come by, comment over on Facebook, and please review the show and the app over in iTunes. And most importantly, I want to say again my sincerest thanks to each and every one of you for your support, your friendship, and for allowing me to share my love of Disney with you through the show and the videos and the blog and social networks and in person in so many ways. I am the luckiest, most blessed man on the planet, and I thank each and every one of you every day for that. And I want you to feel that same way every morning when you wake up. So never allow yourself to look back and wonder, what might have been. Do what makes you truly happy and follow your heart with no regrets and always keep moving forward. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week. I cannot wait for what the rest of 2014 and beyond has to offer. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou, this is Gus from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I just backed out of my driveway and I'm heading down for the Dopey Challenge. So hopefully be there early tomorrow morning. And I hope to see you down there. Take care. Hey, Lou. It's Andre DiStefano from New Jersey. Hope all is well. Um, it's been a while. I just started a new job with a banking firm uh, out here in New Jersey and uh, making sure my desk is signified by the end of the week. Uh, as far as getting my daily to the Times store after I attend the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, and I'm coming back here to eat, so what could be better? Anyway, uh, looking forward to coming back down. Don't have a date set yet, but we're working on it. Hope it's well with you, and have a great holiday. Thanks. Bye. Lou, this is James Hanson. It's been a while since I called into the show. Uh, I'm calling from Israel. I'm here on a business trip, and... Uh, the reason I'm calling is because I've spent the last several hours getting caught up on the podcast while running up and down the beach training for uh, Dopey, 
in January and representing WW Radio and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So uh, it's been nice to have you keep me company while so far away and keep me connected to the magic. So uh, hope to talk to you soon and see you in January. Bye. Hi, Lou. Hi, Lou. It's Jeff and Jen from Connecticut. And it's been a year since the Disney cruise with Richard Sherman, and we've been looking forward to saving Mr. Banks. And here we are the night before our baby is due, and we uh, advanced tickets to go see Saving Mr. Banks. So in the words of Richard Sherman and Bobby Sherman, have a jolly holiday. Thanks, Lou. We're excited to see the movie before our baby comes. Bye, everyone. You've got a friend.